Me, 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 me. Hello everyone and welcome to that one time we read manga podcast where we four friends decided to start reading manga together and coming here and talking about it. My name is Tim and my fun fact today is that we're going to be doing something a little bit different uh, in the podcast and I'll explain more after the boys here give their greetings. Hello everybody, my name is Duncan. My fun fact for today is Duncan's Learning Corner. Uh, we're going to go over some vocabulary today. Last episode we neglected to properly... Uh, title government sanctioned pirates those are called privateers no we named them they're called the seven warlords of the sea <laughs> i like that <laughs> privateer sounds like a low-ranking military thing you're right they should have used better you're words right. they should have used better words all right hey everybody my name's john and my fun fact for the day is that i recently discovered what tldr means but i'm going to ignore that entirely because i've come up with a better meaning and i think the best meaning of tldr is tender llamas destroy racism <laughs> that's way better i love that that's way better that is totally better than what it actually means You'll never hear the first version of what I came up with because we have canned that recording because we fucked it all up. All right. <laughs> well, there goes all our fourth wall. <laughs> uh, my name's Nate. My fun fact to, uh, for today is that uh, yeah, my toes are tattooed. That's it. And they're really cool. Whoa, dude. <laughs> Tattoo. What's the toes? Uh, that's a bridge I will. <laughs> that's a bridge I'll never cross. <laughs> oh man. Uh, someday you might. Get enough tequila Maybe. in you. Uh, Drinking whiskey. Yeah, drink more tequila. Anyway, so what uh, I mentioned, uh, we are going to be doing a little bit different. John alluded to it. We are going to add our little TLDR section just in case uh, those listening either didn't read or don't want to read. Uh, this is just going to give a nice little summary of what we read and where we are in the story. So uh, this week we read... Uh, let's see, chapters 101 through 114 of One Piece, uh, covering the Reverse Mountain Arc and the Whiskey Peak mini-arcs. Uh, and in that, starting at chapter 101, the crew, consisting of Luffy, Zoro, or Luffy, Zoro Usopp, Sanji, and Na- Nami, these damn names, <laughs> have finally entered the Grand Line. We made it. Yay! Uh, they meet Yay. and befriend their first obstacle, a whale named Laboon. Laboon and the man who lives inside of Laboon, Crocus, who has built like his own little private island in the stomach of a whale, much like um, Pinocchio, except this is by choice. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, you know, help Laboon and rescue him from the mysterious Mr. Nine and Miss Wednesday, and they eventually take those two mysteriously incompetent Team Rocket lookalikes to a town called Whiskey Peak. Oh my where god, I, with- I have that exact <laughs> thing written in my notes. Right? (laughs) Um, So they're immediately taken to Whiskey Peak, where they're welcomed with open arms, and it's a giant party. Everyone's great at everything. Um, But not as all as it seems, Zoro figures out that the people hosting the party belong to a mysterious organization named Baroque Works, uh, and they are quickly captured, not captured, but surrounded, and uh, are about to be killed. Zoro saves them. Uh, turns out Miss Wednesday is actually a princess from another kingdom who is entrusted to the Straw Hats to get to her kingdom 
and they move on down the grand line after all said and done. Forgive me if it's a little rough. Uh, this is, like I said, the first instance we're doing it. It'll get more concise and a little make probably make a little bit more sense as we go on. Uh, but Works for me. All right. Yeah. I dig it. But, but for now, fellas, we're in the grand line, like we said. And what's the first thing they have to do? Uh, sail up a mountain. Easy. Easy day. Yeah. <laughs> Easy day. Easy day. I... I got so excited reading that first part that they were shooting up a mountain and, like, trying to get things out of their way because all of the currents are shooting up this mountain and the panels were amazing. I I was, like, I I kept sending little panels to Tim. I was like, Tim, this is cool stuff. I'm loving this stuff. (laughs) And and Tim's like, I don't even know what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, the panels of them fighting, like, the weather... Like, just, like, experiencing the Grand Line and its many different weather patterns is hilariously fun. And out of context, you have absolutely no idea what's happening. It's just people flying around and, and sound effects going across and wind and snow and rain. It's a ton of fun. Um, yeah, the Grand Line doesn't sound very fun. And then the one time uh, the, uh, excuse me, the um, weather clears up, Nami starts panicking because now they're in the calm belt. And that's apparently where all the sea monsters live, in the calm waters. <laughs> oh, man. I loved great. all the sea monsters. They were cool. Yeah, I was going to say, I like that two-page spread they had of all the sea monsters. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were very fun. So, um, yeah, so they have to sail up a mountain because apparently the stream is just so um, strong. It's shooting up Reverse Mountain. Uh, and at the end of Reverse Mountain, they run into something else. They think it's another mountain, but it's actually, uh, an, they, I think the species is actually called an island whale sitting there. <laughs> They're about to crash into it. Um, oh, yeah. I, ju- I just had it up. I, I think it's island whale. Pretty sure you're right there. Pretty sure it's island whale. He's as big as an island, um, yeah. allegedly. Uh, and he's all, you know, scarred up and, and everything, but... Um, I only bring it up because I had in my notes here that uh, Luffy can befriend anything. Literally. Anything. <laughs> the power of friendship is the number one theme across most big main, or not main antagonist, uh, protagonist. Main antagonist is fine too. That's a fun word. It's close enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to use that from now on. Okay. Main antagonist it is. Uh, Luffy's no longer a protagonist, he's a main antagonist. He's the main antagonist. <laughs> the antagonist. They do it. be antagonizing some people too, so he's not always pro. That's true. That's fair. But he's usually antagonizing the right people. That's true. Yeah. Like he antagonized the will in order to befriend him. Yeah, it's a yeah. weird reverse psychology thing. But yeah, it's just it always blows my mind where I'm like, oh, I mean, given the time of day, he could probably befriend every single sea monster we already saw. <laughs> yeah. Which that's uh. Let's hit that real quick because uh, I, that was I didn't expect it to go down the way that it did as far as like him befriending the whale and saying, "All right, Mister Whale, we're gonna have to fight later on." But like they, th- that was I was just thinking about that's kind of pretty brutal. Like you, you're just, it's like sticking a, an arrow into I mean I guess a whale or like a <laughs> or a <laughs> a whale or a uh, dolphin or something and saying, Hey, oh uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a dolphin's a little bit too small there, but that's kind of mean. But as we've covered, 
Woofy's the main antagonist. Not necessarily a pro tag, not necessarily an antag, but he's kind of a dick sometimes. It's like yeah, if you but... shoot an arrow at a deer and you just, like, it doesn't kill it, but you just look at it and go, you just made an enemy for life. <laughs> and then now it's got something to live for. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, that's a really good point there. Like, yeah. Except... It, 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 it's such a sad way to think about that because, like, imagine, like, you don't know what you're doing. You're going hunting, and you take a twenty two rifle out to go hunting for a deer, and you just you're not a great shot. Um, you just don't have an idea of how ballistics or hunting or anything works, and you shoot him in the butt with a twenty two. Now he's just sitting with that for the rest of his life. He's like, man, that fucking sucked. <laughs> I don't think he's going to sit with that. I don't think well, he's, yeah, he's not, he's not going to sit for a while, but that's probably going to hurt for a long time. I, I can't help but think maybe you guys misread or misinterpreted the idea here. It was because the whale was sad, so he beat it up and then said, don't worry, I'm coming back for you. No, <laughs> no I, I think, think I got right. it. Listen, I, I, hear me I, out. Hear me out. Hear but me to out. make so him not sad your, anymore. Put yourself in the perspective of the whale or the deer for the for the. I don't know what Can we stick with the whale? I don't okay. know where this deer is. So pretend from. you're so pretend you're a deer and you're you're just waltzing through the woods and then all of a sudden you get shot in the butt. So what? Probably pretty yeah. The whale was sad because his friends died and he doesn't understand because he's a whale. We're talking But about he, he's sitting there depending on those <laughs> friends coming back and yeah, they died so he's sad about it and the whole thing was like Luffy gave him another reason to live. It's yeah. like if you if the rest of the deer abandoned you then you would be sad until you get shot in the butt. Drop again. the deer. We're done with deer. We're done with it. We're out, we're <laughs> out on the sea, we're pirates. No, there's no deer. Whale well, too angry we, to be sad. Yeah. Well, we know deer have very small brains compared to whales, so that's all right, that's true. fair. That's true. That's fair. But I'm just saying. <laughs> but then we have kind bears. Of an, kind of a dick move. Yeah, we have bears. So polar bears. If you have a 22 rifle and a polar bear. <laughs> all right. Ay, <laughs> this has been a. It's already been an episode. We're what about in. ocean deer? No, they don't exist. Shut up. Doshin. I guarantee you in One Piece, there's one somewhere. Doshin. There might be, but you'd be damned to find one. We got the Red Sea Moose. The Red Sea Moose. Well, that's true. Um, so, okay, yeah. So he, he beats up the whale, so it's not sad, and it makes another friend. He's like, you're really strong. We have to we have to fight again. Um I just wanted to say, it, it always baffles me that Luffy can just make friends with anything, usually by beating it up. Um, but I also wanted to say that the whale even has a backstory, and of course, it's a sad one. Like, <laughs> this poor whale. Um, yeah. It starts beating its head against the red line, the giant continent that bisects the world. Um, which I can't wait uh, to learn more about that, because it sounds like we have yet another destination. Um we yeah. made it to the Grand Line. Now we're get to the Red Line. It seems like we have a lot of destinations ahead of us from what they showed us. And in order to get to the very last island, there was a bunch of different paths that you could take with the uh, the compass things. What are they called? Yeah. Yeah, with the log pose. Yeah, the log pose. They have, like, memory of the directions that you took of some sort. Yeah, but you have to, like, uh, calibrate them. Like, and, and each island's different. So I think... Um, what was it? Uh, I don't know how long this was actually going to take, but um, I think coming up, there's going to be one that's like 
uh, it takes it takes them like a year to to calibrate the uh, log post. Oh my gosh! So that that'll be interesting to see if they can get around that. Yeah, I figured there was going to be something like that because um, they said it it could take any various amount of times. Yeah, and I mean at the same point again in my notes I have like. You didn't think it was going to be that easy, did you? Like, yeah, we made it, but you didn't think it was just going to be like, okay, now we just island hop. Like, no, 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 no. We have to add another stipulation on top of our stipulation to make it even tougher for our heroes. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, uh, each island in the Grand Line apparently is the luckiest island in the world because they all have these rare, rich minerals um, that make their magnetic fields absolutely insane, which causes the weather to act all funky like we already saw um grand line sounds like a terrible place to be and it's no wonder people like krieg or arlong didn't make it very far in the grand line yeah that i don't know why there was a pause there but um yeah so i think with the grand line um actually this is kind of a little bit off on the left in there but i don't know why it came to me as a surprise um, because it shouldn't be surprising, but I kind of just didn't previously think about uh, the possibility of people just living on the Grand Line. Like, and that, that seems, that seems kind of ridiculous when I say it out loud now, but like, I kind of just thought of it as a wilderness, I guess. Like an unexplored, uh, uncharted ocean. Yeah. But I mean, I reckon like, yeah, you would expect people to live there. And, I mean, the first island we've encountered, there's a whole town there. Yeah. Um, but the way that we've talked about it so far, about how formidable it is and all that stuff, uh, I didn't expect, like, there to be civilization on these islands, which, I mean, now that's kind of, like, broadening the scope of the way that I'm seeing the Grand Line because I'm wondering, like, what kind of people have to live on those islands? Like, is it just a predisposition? Like, you know, you were... You were born here, and it kind of sucks, but oh well. Or is it like all these people that have like, um, I don't know, um, commandeered these islands, or, or what's the word? Not pilgrim. Uh, pillaged. Pillaged. Uh, not quite that. Uh, what was Columbus? Discovered. Discovered. I don't know. We'll come back to that. <laughs> Spanish. I don't know. I, I don't know I, what you're um, trying to say. I do actually uh, agree uh, with you, though. Yeah, <laughs> nobody expected the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, they never uh, expected all, all the Spanish people in the Grand Line. Um, I actually agree with you, though. I I thought that um, I just assumed it was going to be islands riddled with monsters or something. Uh, as soon as they were like, "Yeah, there's people that live here," I was like, "Why did I not consider that?" <laughs> well, and I, I mean, I don't blame you guys, though, because all the build-up to the Grand Line we've had at this point is that it's, you know, the pirate graveyard, the un, you know, the great unknown, and no one knows what's there, and it's like, well, if there are people there, like, how do they correspond with one another if no one knows what the fuck is over there? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And, like, okay, it's, it's super hard to get there, so how do these people get there? Like, they're clearly native, or uh, I think in some instances we'll see there's just, like, they're also pirates who just got washed up, they're shipwrecked, but were lucky enough to land on a habitable island, so they're like, oh, screw it, I guess I live here now. <laughs> well, uh, we certainly learned about the the type of characters that live on these islands, because, well, Whiskey Peak was the name of the town, right? Uh, yes. Basically, all of the residents ended up being 
Bounty Hunters. I feel like Whiskey Peak is a bad example only because it's a stage town. Like, it's... In my understanding, Baroque Works set up that town to trap pirates and get them, you know, and to execute them and collect their bounties and stuff. You know what Whiskey Peak reminds me of? Whiskey? No. Fake Namek. No. (laughs) In Dragon Ball. Yeah, Fake Namek, yeah. Uh, The only thing is, this is canon. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. This actually happened in the story. Um... Well, we get to we get there uh, to Whiskey Peak because we meet uh, two very strange uh, Team Rocket fools called Mister Nine and Miss Wednesday, who are just so incompetent in everything they do. Um, they're trying All to day. so they're hunting Laboon, and they keep being thwarted by uh, Crocus, the man who lives inside Laboon, uh, to an extent. I mean, he's not a big fighter, but he's smart, so he keeps out you know outsmarting them. Doesn't seem very difficult, and then they actually do blast off again. Uh, like in the middle of, <laughs> of the fight, yeah, they're just they're like at first you're kind of like whoa, who are these guys? And then and it just doesn't matter after a minute. They just get thrown into the stomach acid ocean because this is you know the whale ate the going Mary and all the crew, uh, and they're on a stomach ash stomach acid ocean in in this whale, and that's where Crocus lives. And I, I'm just the whole time I'm thinking like that's got to smell awful. Like <laughs> it's just got oh, the yeah. air has just got to be. Gross. It does. It, it, especially considering that there's a bunch of rotting dead bodies in there. Yeah, like it's stomach acid, dude. I don't. I thought that no it was really cool that um, he was kind of mechanized on the inside. Yeah, that's the other thing too. I'm like, well, maybe he doesn't need to eat because Crocus just keeps <laughs> like ripping out meat for metal. <laughs> it's it's weird. Yeah, it, that's a mecha odd. It's a very, it's a very mecha whale. Um, so mecha whale, mecha whale. Yeah, I wish he transformed. Um, <laughs> so I, I actually did want to bring one thing about Crocus, and then we can move on to the Mister and Miss uh, Baroque work characters. But and it's only because in a previous episode, we when we were talking about Hunter Hunter, and the captain of the ship in the, if you remember, the captain of the ship taking them to the trial was like, oh, blah, 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 something about Gon. And he goes, what do you think, Gein? Like, Gon's dad. And yes. I remember we had a discussion of, like, did you think that character was actually there and he was talking to him, or was it just talking to his memory like anime always does? And there was something very similar. When Crocus sends everybody off uh, out of Laboon, he's like, well, Roger, I think they're going to make it. And I just instantly was like, okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Roger, yeah, is, that, Roger is not there. He is dead. <laughs> I had that exact same thought when uh, when Crocus made that statement after everybody had left. It's like this make this is like exactly what happened to Hunter X Hunter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, but I am curious uh, to who Crocus is and how he knows Roger. Is he just someone else who he met along the way? Because you know the whole point of uh, Gold Roger is that he's the first one to reach the end of the Grand Line. So. Um, like is this the Crocus meet him or like maybe this is part of his crew? Like who knows? I might be remembering wrong, but I thought uh, there was something in there about Crocus being a part of Roger's crew. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I read all of One Piece usually in the mornings, like six thirty a.m. while I was like sitting waiting to go into work. So. Yeah, uh, I might be wrong on there. I, I, that's just when you mentioned that just now. That's like 
what I was thinking in my mind. I thought that's his origin. I can't remember, but it would make, I mean, yeah, I can't remember right now. Um, but if you remember reading it, then maybe. <laughs> I mean, I have it in my head. I can't say that I uh, am the best at reading, nor do I have the best memory. So if I find it and it's true, then I'll let you know. But that's what I thought going into that conversation. But I might be wrong. Okay. Reading is hard. Reading can be hard, especially when we space them out like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, reading can be very hard. But I just, I, again, I just wanted to bring it up just so we didn't have a, yet another debate of like, wait, was Roger there? Is he not dead? No, he's dead. He wasn't there. It was just talking to a dead man's memory. Like, that's all it was. Um, so they take on Mr. Nine and Miss Wednesday because Luffy's a kind idiot. And even though these people have shown no reason to be trusted, he goes, yeah, sure. We'll take you on. Uh, we'll take you to Whiskey Peak. And they get there, and Whiskey Peak is freaking awesome. Like, they just start having a freaking party. Turns out the whole um, the whole, uh, the whole crew is actually good at something. <laughs> there, like, there's no party like a, like a straw hat party. And... Um, it was just it was super fun for me to read through like how each crew member was doing at the party. Like Luffy goes through three different chefs worth of food. <laughs> Zoro, I love that scene. I was going to mention that that was really funny. Yeah, they're all like passed out on the ground because he worked them so hard. Zoro out drinks twenty men. Nami out drinks another twenty, and then Sanji hits on twenty women all at once. A true uh, savant. <laughs> okay, um... and, and Usopp talks to thirty people. I guess I don't know. Yeah, Usopp. He's useless. Yeah. Uh, everybody hates him. And Not everybody. Everybody hates Usopp. All the homies love Usopp. We love Usopp. Uh, um, yeah, so <laughs> back in tra- backtracking real, real quick um, to the thing that I was thinking about. And maybe this is what I was thinking as far as like Crocus and his origin with Roger. He doesn't definitively say it, but on the panel that you mentioned earlier, Tim... Um, he, he is talking to himself and he says, could that be the bunch of pirates we've been waiting for? And he says, we have been waiting for all this time. That boy has a strange air about him. Dot, dot, dot. A Roger. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, obviously he has something to do with Roger and like, like something that we don't know. Um. But he doesn't definitively say that he was a part of his crew or anything. Uh, my so. clever anime prediction is that he was a rival captain. Whoa. But in the way that they were, like, friends. Like, friendly rivals. rivals. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, maybe. Um, my prediction on that, since we're going to do that, um, is that he was a part of Roger's crew, and something caused Roger to be the only one that ended up getting in trouble for whatever it was. I don't know the origins, but I think he sent his crew away and he took the blame for whatever it was, thus why he was hung. Uh, decapitated. Yes, that. Executed. Um, all right, Nate, care to, take a, care to take a stab at it? I've been thinking. I don't. I didn't really have a theory on it. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> a manga theory. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, well, those are very good predictions. I predict Mine's the best. that the crew that Laboon's waiting for is Roger's crew. <laughs> oh. 
Oh. Wow, that'd Ooh, be a, that's a good point. That'd be also, wild. I don't trust anything that you say because I know you know. <laughs> Look, hey, I just wanted to make a prediction, okay? <laughs> I'm allowed I'm allowed to make predictions even if, you know, I know the actual outcome. I'm still allowed to predict it. It's the only way I'm allowed meta- to It's the only way I'm allowed to talk about this series in front of you people. Yeah. He's metagaming us. Don't trust a single thing he says. Yep, yes. everything he says is false. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, so they yeah they take uh, Mister Nine Miss Wednesday to Whiskey Peak because they got the log post from Corcus. Um Actually, there was something before the actually wait. Yeah, we got a really cool look at uh, the the Grand Line map, and like we already mentioned it, all the islands leading up to the very end um, to an island called Raftel or Laughtail in the. Uh, Funimation dub. It's another one of those L to R translation things. Um, uh, so they're calling it Raftel in the in the manga. That is apparently the island at the end of the Grand Line and the one that Roger's crew made it to um, to to hide or discover or whatever the one whatever the One Piece is. If it exists, it's there. Um, that's the legend, at least. So that was a cool. That was a cool little. It's just a cool little deep dive of just like okay, so we have like the Grand Line was our goal, but now we have the Red Line is the next goal. But our ultimate, ultimate goal is to get to Raftel or Laughtail, if you prefer. I don't know. I'm gonna call it Raftel. I like Raftel because Laughtail uh, seems weird. It does seem weird, but that's the that's how Funimation dubbed it. I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's that sounds how- like a Funimationism. That's how Gold Roger got killed. He offended the Navy by laughing too much. <laughs> and they were like, this <laughs> fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. And everybody knows that you're not allowed to have fun in the Navy. Yeah. No fun. Nope. <laughs> not allowed to have fun. Um, so yeah, Crocus gives him his log post. After Luffy picks up Mr. Nine's log post, but then eats Nami's food, so Sanji kicks him and breaks it. <laughs> and then Crocus, so Crocus gives him his log post anyway, but it's like, Bro, why didn't you just do that in the first place instead of scolding them for 10 minutes about not having one? <laughs> it's like, dude, just give them one. If you were going to do it anyway, just do it. Just do it. Just, yeah. Just do it. Uh, I don't know. It was it was just one of those little isms that I'm just kind of like, oh, that doesn't make much sense. Why didn't you just do that in the first place if you're going to do it anyway? <laughs> he's a gr- it's manga. He's a grumpy old man who lives in a whale. I guess I could cut him a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. He was a nice old bloke at the end anyways. Yeah. Oh, man. So, fast forwarding back to the party. Uh, what was your guys' favorite part? Mine was absolutely Nami out drinking everybody. Like, even out drinking Zoro. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was... That was uh, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I like that uh, my, my theory with Luffy seems to be standing is that he can keep eating because his stomach stretches. Oh man! Yeah, he just <laughs> continuously eats because uh, he'll never be full because his stomach's made of rubber. Love it. <laughs> yeah, good call on that one. Yeah, another episode of Luffy being out of the loop on something. Um, we'll get to that here in a little bit, but uh, my—I mean, uh, my—I don't know what the my favorite was on this. I mean, honestly, I—I I think everything surrounding the action was. Uh, the most enjoyable for me. I mean, because if you have any experience with story storytelling at all, or storytelling at all, um, <laughs> storytelling, 
Yeah, you can kind of tell, like, they're, they're making a huge point about, like, this place being so nice and so, uh, so hospitable. Hospitality? Hospitable. No, you got hospitable. it. Hospitable. All right, yeah. So they're making a whole point in that, and, I mean, you, you kind of know what to expect. Like, all right, these guys are going to betray you, and we have a little bit more backstory behind that before then anyways. Um, but, I mean, I think the coordination but not maybe not even coordination just the uh common sense between everybody on the crew but luffy um was wonderful like everybody coming like they knew like hey this is too good to be true so uh let's not get too wasted let's not get too full of food because we're probably gonna have to fight some people i i i took a lot from that like value wise and then of course Luffy had an opportunity to fuck it up, and he did, and it was fun. <laughs> you say everybody, but I believe Usopp was knocked out for a good portion of the whiskey. That's park. what. Well, I don't count him as a person because everybody hates Usopp. No, <laughs> right. nobody hates Usopp. Everybody hates Nami. Um, ah, okay. This will be this will be a war forever. All the homies hate Nami. Um, no, but I did like how she outdrank everybody, even a nun. She outdrank a nun. Granted, she wasn't a real nun, but she was dressed like one. So. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd like to. But drink, that's the thing, drink, though. Like drinking no, a nun. Wow, I, I messed that whole sentence up. I think oh, I hate wow. my dad. <laughs> I like that joke, Dad. I too would like words someday. Uh, maybe I can get some. Maybe. You know, um, guy? alongside with reading, talking is also hard. Talking hard, English hard. Talking hard. Talking words hard. hard. Words hard. Um, podcast well, that, good podcast good maybe <laughs> we'll find out um <laughs> no well and that's the thing john you said like they had common sense not to get uh like drunk enough or screwed up enough but like zoro actually drank 20 like drinks and nami actually drank all those things they just have amazing anime livers where like they <laughs> yeah. were that was genuine all alcohol they were drinking and zoro gets up later he's like do you honestly think 20 drinks is enough to get me drunk i'm like yeah <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> that would get just about anybody drunk i think maybe except yeah. like andre the giant <laughs> Yeah, tactical drinking. They couldn't get caught with a DUI out there, so oh, why no. not? Well, yeah, that's, why not let it loose a little bit? That's just because the uh, Navy never pulled them over, but they could. Sailing and drinking is dangerous. That, yeah, that's right. That would be kind of dangerous, but you know, boats float. Yeah, but rocks don't. Rocks don't float, mm. so they shouldn't Some be a rocks. problem, right? Some well, rocks do float. Some rocks are bigger than others and can sink ships. <laughs> All right. Have you ever been on a boat? <laughs> this rock looks um, like a cannonball. I think I, have, I think I have a very well-rounded boat resume, Tim. Thank you very much. I don't know, man. I've been on the USS Niagara. And yep. as someone who has been drunk on a boat, I've never crashed. You've never been in charge of the boat. Correct. Mm. Yeah, they, somebody, there you go. <laughs> as somebody who has driven boats before... Uh, alcohol is not recommended. I was like, go ahead, <laughs> Im- implicate yourself. <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, Tell the world boat, what you do. <laughs> big boat, small lake. It's like uh, it's like flying airplanes, just in two D instead of three D. Oh my god, you drank and flew an airplane. Uh, anyway. I refuse to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, like man. that you just compared boats in a lake to an airplane. 
<laughs> well, yeah, it's like little plane. Are you drunk big right plane, now? Plane, little spy, <laughs> little sky. Little spy. Big, what the fuck? Big plane, little sky. That's not a okay, what have, water. Do you know how? What big have they the, been teaching you in engineering school? Do you know how big <laughs> the sky is, dude? <laughs> <laughs> like what the it's fuck? Like the biggest thing we have. Yeah. <laughs> it's bigger than the ocean, at least. Yeah, I but then it, you then you look at all the military aircraft wrecks over the past couple of years and uh gets a lot smaller no the technology just sucks um what are we talking about again i, I don't know <laughs> um uh, oh hiking and driving boats how zoro... we're talking about hunting deer no no the zoro and nami <laughs> have amazing anime livers and can instantly stand up and not even stammer or stutter they talk better than both of you guys um <laughs> don't cold sober too. 40 drinks between them <laughs> that's insane uh but uh, zoro notices that uh oh they're in a trap mr nine and miss wednesday were not very nice even the guy who greeted him to the island i forget his name ingraham i think his name uh, was or ingraham uh, it, it's a stupid Ingram? name it's like ipa or something oh yeah his real uh, name is like ingraham and his and his code name is like yeah ipaporio i i forget i didn't write it down because i I had a stroke trying to read it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's funny uh, just because he keeps, you know, getting in tune with himself. And, uh, yeah, it turns me, out. Me, me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but it turns out he's Mr. Eight of uh, Baroque Works. And all these names uh, are really funny. Baroque Works is a fun little organization of bounty hunters and Zoro was almost recruited by them allegedly or they tried to recruit him and he said no because he thought code names were stupid and I tend to agree with him <laughs> uh, yeah and we also found out the uh, power scaling which we love power scaling in this podcast <laughs> love power uh, scaling mm-hmm. we, and this will dive into a little bit more about Baroque works later on but uh Mr. Eight is only eight in line uh, as far as, like, strength ability, and we find some that dwarf him entirely as far as strength ability goes. Yes, yes. In Baroque Works, it seems that the closer to zero you are, the stronger you are. So Mr. Nine is weaker than Mr. Eight. Mr. Eight is weaker than Mr. Five. Um, But what was interesting to me, so all the males in Baroque Works are numbered. Um... And all the women are named after days. Miss Wednesday, Miss Monday, who uh, was actually the nun that Nami outdrank. Um, and I think we run into another one. Miss Valentine, who shows up with Mr. Five. I just want to know, what's the ultimate female? Like how, like how? So the closer to zero you are, the stronger you are. What's the day equivalent to that? Mrs. Independence Day? Miss no. 9-11? Oh. No. No. No! <laughs> That hadn't happened yet, Duncan. We just said polar opposites of each other. Who the fuck are you, Duncan? What the hell, man? I was going to say Saturday. (laughs) This is an American podcast about Japanese cartoons, all right? We're not talking about 9-11 here. Okay, no, wait, you're right. Miss Pearl Harbor? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) Saturday. I was going to think maybe Saturday or Sunday. Well, you said Valentine. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it, the other thing. It could thing be holidays. Too. Yeah, they do have holidays. But, I, all right, maybe that was a bad question. You two clearly can't handle uh, simple answers. You Mrs. Christmas. 
Miss Christmas? Yeah, that'd be Christmas. I want to meet Mrs. Uh, Easter Day. Easter Day. It would just be (laughs) Mrs. I don't think. Well, actually, I don't. Meester. It's Meester. (laughs) God damn it. Uh, (laughs) I don't think. uh, I don't actually think there is a Miss Easter. um, Only because I don't believe. That means there is. I don't know. (laughs) I genuinely don't know. Um, Okay, so it looks like also that a lot of Baroque works people have uh, devil fruit powers of some kind. While. Most likely, actually, it's the lower than zero ones. So, doesn't look like. I mean, Mister Eight might have a devil fruit because guns come out of his hair, but that could just be a fancy wig. Really? Yeah, I don't know if he ever specifically said that he had devil fruit powers, and everybody that does have devil fruit powers has pretty explicitly explained it. Been very open about it. Yeah. Yeah. I just think the gun gun fruit would be a little more cool than that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's also true too. Yeah, the if you had the gun gun fruit, um, I would be waving that shit around all the time. Are you kidding me? I like my. Hey, you got a yeah. permit for that? Yeah, no, uh, I ate a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, officer, I ate a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, like, handcuffs you. <laughs> yeah. Until my fingers turn into pistols. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh, man. So, but we do see uh, a couple of devil fruit powers show up. Mr. Five uh, has the boom boom fruit um, where he can turn any part of his body into a bomb. And apparently his favorite method of doing this is to pick his nose for a booger and flick it at people and make it explode. That was pretty hilarious. It's, I loved it's dynamite. That. It doesn't turn into a bomb. It turns it into dynamite. I, I, that's a distinct difference to make. Um, so it only has the strength of one stick of dynamite, whatever he throws at people or any part of his body. There Um, was a Sega Genesis game called Boogerman where you could do that exact thing. Oh my god, do you think that's where this came from? I don't know. I have no idea. I wouldn't (laughs) doubt it for a second. (laughs) Knowing what we know about uh, Ishiro Oda as as an author here, I wouldn't doubt it for a fucking second. (laughs) It's gotta be. Yeah, uh, and then probably the more confusing uh, power, at least in my eyes it's more confusing, is Miss Valentine with the Kilo Kilo Fruit. She can change her weight uh, to the point where she can float and fly with an umbrella and change her weight so drastically that she can leave a crater in the ground. Um, so, Duncan, my question is now for you. Does she change her weight or her density? So Because her mass doesn't change. Keep that in that's, mind. That's an interesting question because in America – we have a ridiculous way of measuring weight and mass. And in other countries, they just use kilograms, which is a measurement of mass. In America, we use weight, which is a measurement of force. And without getting too deep into it, it sounds like she just changes her density, which okay. in turn changes her mass because they're dependent on one another. They're dependent on one another. But in American uh, measurements, it just it, it absolutely doesn't make sense. Uh, I mean, it still makes sense. We have measurements for density and mass. They're just different. Like they're called slugs, and it's just stupid. And no one, no one that I know <laughs> likes them. Then everybody wants to switch to metric. And the slug slug fruit would be a different power, I think. <laughs> that would be like <laughs> shotguns coming out of your chest. I was thinking more of just like you have the power of a slug. Um, <laughs> oh, you're just real slow and yeah, slimy. Just, yeah, just a real slow slimy person. Um, and weird, I know a few of those weird eye stalks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i just i i thought they were fun 
Uh, but the funniest part about, like, the best part about Mr. Five and Miss Valentine is they serve as a way to show just how strong Luffy and Zoro are. So, John, you mentioned Luffy has a chance to fuck up this whole thing. While Zoro is fighting for his life, mind you, yeah. <laughs> comes up, like, in a food hangover and just knocks Zoro to the ground. Like, doesn't knock him out, but, like, punches him right in the mouth and is angry that Zoro beat up all these nice people. <laughs> I think you mean cut up. He killed a lot of them. I mean, yeah, he killed a lot of them, but uh, I think he, the word he uses is just beat up um, or something. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't remember the word, but yeah, no, most of those people are dead. Um, no, he's generally being upset just because Zoro, he felt Zoro was being inhospitable. Yes, yeah, he Ooh. thought Zoro did it for no reason. Yeah. Um, so they get into a fight. They start fighting each other, and it's immediately like, oh my god, whoa, like, they've been together the longest, like, maybe this has been some tension building. It just, in my eyes, it immediately goes to show you just how little these guys actually do know each other. Like, Luffy, for whatever reason, wouldn't put it past Zoro for even a second to kill, you know, all these nice people who fed them and gave them a place to stay and a party. Um, for whatever reason, Luffy thinks that is not beyond Zoro's capabilities. Um, and Zoro obviously is just too stubborn to actually explain anything and just immediately starts attacking Luffy right back. But where Mr. Five and Ms. Valentine come into this is they try to be like, ha, we're here now and we're going to stop you. And they just, Luffy and Zoro both just backhand them and they just go flying. Like they are yeah, pretty sure They're nothing. <laughs> pretty sure it was one or two panels and they're just like, eh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, the, the 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 fight between Zoro and Luffy is so intense that, <laughs> that the other Baroque works don't even matter, um, and it's it's very fun. It just goes to show more gaps, um, more gaps in the uh, in the um, power between our crew and <laughs> some of the enemies they're running into. So let's see here. Anybody got anything else real quick in this little? area i do so um we'll have to link this later in our social media pages but i shared a picture that was one of my favorite uh panels from <laughs> from this section which is zoro really upset yelling i sliced your boogers in two because <laughs> <laughs> uh, mr five flicked one out <laughs> exactly and he cuts it in. it's a really cool scene too because he's like mid-air with his legs crossed and cuts it in the explosion's kind of slice the area in half which is pretty sick and then he just he just yells i sliced him in two. <laughs> oh great yeah yeah i do love that the fight the whole fight with zoro like taking on all of not all of baroque works but um you know the people who are there all the bounty hunters at least that are there uh really cool like zoro gets a really nice time to shine uh taking on multiple enemies now great he does a lot of running away because they're using a lot of projectiles and he's not um, probably at his peak yet to where he can just slice a thousand bullets out of the air. But uh, when he does get like the Mr. 8, Mr. 5, or whoever one-on-one, like he is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, he's he's a lot of fun to like see actually in action. And I do enjoy him as my second favorite character. Um, And... I think this whole arc, like, I'm so excited to continue on beyond that, and we're not done discussing it yet, but um, this is just a proving ground showing that, like, their crew, 
deserves to be on the Grand Line, at least. Because, I mean, this is the first island that they've encountered, and, I mean, by all accounts, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think it was a complete victory. Um, with the exception of, like, one per- one mysterious person they meet at the very, very end of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I, I think this... You know, the last arc we had uh, very much show- showed, like, you know, they had quite a tough time with the uh, Arlong pirates. Um, in the end, they're always going to win, but here they are finally at the Grand Line, and I think, in my opinion, like, they ran through these guys pretty easily. Um, and I guess we'll see uh, whenever the rest of the Baroque Works people show up. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I have to agree with you there, John, especially when they put into perspective how dangerous these people seemed like they were. Uh, the cactuses, there were, what were they, crosses? The, yeah, all they the were, little pins were, were crosses, were gravestones for all the people that they've killed. Yeah, I And it had to cool. be thousands, possibly millions. Mm. I mean, <laughs> and, and, probably millions. Those cactuses were huge. I mean, they, it yeah. was Cactus Island, so they took up the whole island. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. And you thought, like, oh, they're just, like, you know, uh, the, the, the spikes on cactus. No, they were they were graves. <laughs> um, and you just have to think, man, how weak were those guys? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, our guys definitely made it look like they deserved to be here. Um, yeah, Luffy looked really dumb fighting Zoro. He was ready to kill him, and I remember what the reason was. The actual reason that Luffy started fighting Zoro was... Because he thought that Zoro was killing all these people because they, quote, didn't have the dish that he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so right back right back to food. Um, yeah, right back to food. These guys were willing to kill each other over it. I mean, like, there could be an argument made to, like, oh, they were holding back. They were just in a fight. But, like, they were going at each other. Like, Luffy was actually upset because um, he, he refused to listen to any reason. Uh, and then we get probably the strongest, the strongest straw hat is revealed uh, to be Nami of all people, um, because yeah! she, in in one punch she knocks them both back to their senses, <laughs> and, and they figure it out. Um, but she only does that because she has a money opportunity coming when Mister um, Eight reveals that him and Miss Wednesday are, well, and actually, let me get this right. Mister Five shows up. And tells Mr. Eight that, hey, we got reports that there's been spies that infiltrated Baroque Works. And turns out it's Mr. Eight and Miss Wednesday, whose real names are Ingraham, I want to say. Mr. Eight and uh, Vivi. Vivi Nefertari. uh, Who has an awesome duck named Karoo. And I love Karoo. I love Karoo. I love Karoo. Animals are so cool. Yeah, Karoo's amazing. Um, But... (laughs) Ingraham unfortunately tells Nami this and asks to save Vivi, and Nami will do it for a clean billion berries. I mean, it's pocket a, change for Princess, a right? Simple cost. Clean. Simple cost. Um, it did kind of frustrate me, though, because I was very much just like, just help her. Just help her. Who cares? You'll get paid later. But she refuses to do anything until promised a billion berries. <laughs> That's just. It's uh, called good business, Tim. It's called frustrating <laughs> because Nami is just so... And I, it's not fair to say it, but Nami's so one-track-minded. But so is Luffy, and so is Sanji, and so is Usopp. And 
yeah, Zoro's probably the only one who's not literally one-tracked, but he does have very specific goals in mind. So it's not fair. They're all a little thick-headed, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and that's how she gets Zoro to help out, too, by forcing him to pay back 300,000 berries that he didn't even use. Yeah, because he got those swords for free. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. gave the money right back to her. She's like, no, nah, loan's alone, buddy. <laughs> That's so fucked up. That's good business. That's why you never loan your friends money or accept loans from friends. I like seeing the swords in action for the first, mm, second time? But for we got a little bit more information about them. No, first time. Uh, this was, was the f- Yeah, this was the first time the new swords since were in got action. Them. Yeah, since he yes. got them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was interesting. Uh because he was still kind of getting used to him, and at one point he—I may remember—he said something about a legendary sword should only slice when the master says it. It should. So it was almost like it was too good for him, and and he needed to improve to meet the standards of the sword. Yeah, I think it was more along the lines of just like I can't control when this thing cuts and when it doesn't, so I need to get better to do that. So yeah, yeah. in a way, you're right. It's less that the sword's too good for him; it's more like he's just not good enough to control it. Was that the cursed sword that did that, though? Yes. Yeah the uh, the 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 great grade one or the, what are the I forget what grade it was, but yeah the the one where he threw it up in the air and it missed his arm. Yeah, so maybe yeah. that has something to do with its curse. Mm. Oh, it definitely does. Uh, I, I definitely feel like that's what's going on with it. I think it's going to be one of those things where, like, uh, I think, as Tim was kind of alluding to, I think it's going to be like a, uh, like, he has to earn the respect of the sword or he has to, like, I don't know, like, overcome a demon or something. I don't I don't <laughs> know. what. <laughs> I don't know. The demon's just going to pop out of the sword one day and be like, yo, I'll do what you want if you can beat me. <laughs> yeah, fight me, bro. Fight me, bro. <laughs> Tired of being th- thrown around by an amateur. <laughs> it's it's certainly something, one of the things especially that I'm looking forward to mo- learning more about in the series is, uh, the, let's see, I have the names written down. Getetsu 3 and Yu Bashari are the two sword names. I don't remember his third one, uh, but I, I hope that we get more of that. I mean, really, the only thing that even is different in my eyes is like the two swords kind of look the same and the only one that in my mind is special is the white one the one that's in the white chief right um that's the only one i can ever tell the difference of i like okay i know that's his friend's sword so it's special like Mm -hmm. that means something the other swords that they have the exact same like hilt and color scheme on the sheath and stuff so i just they don't mean anything to me right now i can't differentiate them that's fair yeah they all look the same. Um, let's see. So, start rescuing Vivi. Mr. Eight, or Igarim. I-G-A-R-A-M. Igarim. Igarim? Whatever. Igarim? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Egoraptor? Ego-raptor? Their names can be whatever it is that we want. Yeah, I'm in charge here. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I didn't this. vote for him. <laughs> really running with this power trip, Tim. You don't vote in a monarchy. <laughs> what is this? Oh, uh, but they do rescue Vivi from uh, the other Baroque Works uh, people, and they're like, "Why is why are they hunting you?" And she's like, "I can't tell you. I can't tell you." 
They're like, okay, don't. And she's like, I can't tell you that Mr. Zero is Crocodile. And <laughs> it's like, why did you just tell us that? Why <laughs> that, the hell? That did... whole page of the, so oh, the funny. sea otter. Oh, gosh, I have their names right now. The sea otter and the uh, vulture. Mr. The bird. Yeah, the vulture bird. Mr. 13 and Miss Friday. Yes. The unlucky. I'm just sitting there. And they look at each other, and then the next panel's them looking at it back, and the next panel's them looking at him, and they just fly off, and he's like, why'd you do that? Yeah, why did you tell us? <laughs> Where are they going? Yeah. Are we going to die now? Yeah, and yes. Um, <laughs> yes, you just might. Uh, In yeah. true Luffy so, fashion, he just doesn't care about it. No, no, he said, no, we'll be fine. Um, be right. We'll be alright. We'd be alright. So Crocodile is, the third, is one of the seven warlords of the sea, and the third we've heard of. Uh, but we've only met one, and that was Mihawk, so we have no idea what Jinbei or Crocodile are up to or what they're like. But we know Crocodile's no good because he's the elusive Mr. Zero, um, the leader of Baroque Works, S- destabilizing Arabasta Kingdom that Vivi is from. Her father is the king, and... Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about Crocodile right now. <laughs> I wonder if Sir Crocodile is an actual crocodile or if it's just a name. Bro, how he, wild. He's one of the uh, elusive reptile men's species who are 11.5 times stronger than human. Oh, I'm I'm on Team Reptile, man. I'm, I'm for this. <laughs> Team Reptile, man. I thought you were saying like a literal crocodile. Like, we're going to get all the way to the Arabasta Kingdom <laughs> and there's just going to be a fucking crocodile sitting there with a fucking like eye patch or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Also, like, like Gator Loki. Yeah, yeah, but like that, doofier. That's, that's a very real possibility as far as I'm concerned. Well, I, considering that Mr. 13 is a sea otter and Miss Friday is a vulture, clearly animals can work in Baroque works, so why can't their leader be one? They clearly do not discriminate. No. I would love to see an alligator with an eye patch dunk. Dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Callback. That thing is going to dunk. It's going to dunk. Yeah. Would, it be, would it be able to dunk harder than Arlong? Dude, if it's a reptile, yeah. It eat our long, bro. It's that's a interesting thing to wonder because if you think of a saltwater crocodile, which is the apex crocodile or in the in the the apex reptile, I guess. Um, and then the great white shark being the apex fish. Um, <laughs> and they're about the same size because a great white shark is typically about 20 feet long. And a great white or a uh, a great white crocodile, <laughs> a saltwater crocodile. Oh, no, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, can regularly get up to twenty feet. But Arlong was not a great white shark. He was a fucking sawtooth shark or whatever. So I think crocodiles' dunk ability is going to be twice that of Arlong. I like this long way to go for that one, but okay, yeah, yep, we'll, I like we'll have it. To wait. We'll have to wait and see uh, if we meet Crocodile, uh, what his dunkability rating is. So far, we have we have two for more than Arlong. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say just about the same. I I would miss the Arlong dunkers. Let's see how they face off against the Crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> the Crocodile and his hunters. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, they already have a team name. Baroque Works. It's fine. And they already have numbers. Guys, this is a basketball team right now. 
The oh broke works. Oh shit! Their dunk ability just increased. The broke <laughs> dunks. The broke works is just a basketball team, guys. That's all they are. I I knew it. This guy <laughs> read the manga. <laughs> He's telling the truth. Yeah. See, I'm on. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Oh man. <laughs> so so now the Straw Hats are being uh, hunted by Baroque Works as well because they also know Mr. Zero's true identity. And that's, I mean, yeah, what are you going to do? You know, uh, you know, you know, one of the warlords' secret identities and now you're going to be hunted to death. So Igerham comes up with the idea that he's going to be a distraction so the rest of the Straw Hats can get away. They have to wake up Sanji and Usopp first. Um, so Igerham goes to be a distraction and is literally killed. <laughs> in like seconds after the ship yeah. takes off as soon as they leave the entire island just goes up in flames yeah no it wasn't even the island it was the ship it was just such a huge explosion that it lit up the horizon was it, it i thought it was just the whole island got nuked no 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 it was the ship uh the whole uh, ship got that makes nuked. a lot more sense yeah no they didn't outrun an explosion <laughs> like nuke no the ship blew up but it was such a huge explosion on the ship that it lit up the horizon uh, which is why all their faces illuminate. And it's at this moment, Luffy snaps back into captain mode and goes, Oh, fuck, we're in danger. We have to go. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. Uh, that was a pretty intense moment. Yeah, and uh, poor, poor Igram, you know, we'll never see him again. But he was funny while he lasted, I suppose. R.I.P., bro. His disguise yeah. was pretty funny, too. His disguise was very funny. He just, I think, was looking for an excuse to wear makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and dress up like Vivi. Dress up like Vivi. Yeah, that's Her, that was okay. So the way that she dressed was was that what was the hypnotizing thing that she did earlier? I was a little unclear on where that stemmed from. Yeah, that was part of her whole hypnotizing trick thing, and honestly, it's still up in the air if that's even a thing she could actually do or what she just told Baroque Works she could do so she could join them. Like or maybe if, she was just like moving her hips and her body around to try to seduce men and. It worked. Yeah, I don't know. It got me. Nate <laughs> <laughs> is on Team Vivi. Hey, team Vivi all the way. Um, actually, I'm Team uh, Team Carew, uh, not out of any like romantic thing, just that duck is so cool. I'm on Team Carew for romantic reasons. Okay, well. <laughs> then here we are. Cool. <laughs> we made it. We're we're on episode. We're on. Uh, let's see, episode nine of the podcast, and we're already into uh, loving ducks. Isn't it great, dude? Love ducks. Nothing. Nothing better than a good old duck. Duck nothing lover. Nothing <laughs> better than a good ducks old. Ducks only do good things. Dunkin' the duck lover. Ducks, <laughs> ducks are enemies <laughs> of the state. Um, <laughs> birds aren't real. Come on, we birds all know this. Birds aren't real. Get over it. Carew's real though. He's real in my heart. No, Carew reminds me of those things from Final Fantasy. What are they called? Chocobos. The chocobos. Yeah, chocobos. Yeah, yeah. Except uh, he has probably a little bit more personality than them. Yeah, that's true. Those are kind of just ab- completely absent-minded. Uh, not completely, They're, but they are. You know. Beasts of burden in Final Fantasy. There are lots of different types of chocobos, but I don't have time to educate you here. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for later. Then we'll start a new podcast. Going that one time we talked about Final Fantasy, and it just goes <laughs> on <one>. forever. <laughs> no, it's just that one time we talked about chocobos. Yeah. It's one episode. <laughs> Chocobo enthusiasts. Chocobo enthusiasts. That one. Imagine time. how long it would take to do a episode for every Final Fantasy game. It would take oh sixteen. My God. 
No, how long it would take to do every episode. All I'm saying is how many episodes. All I'm saying is there's 16 mainline games now, so it'll only take 16. Well, 10 has a part one and a part two, so 17. Shove it up your ass. Oh, and then there's also like the seven different Final Fantasy VII games, so more than that. Ah, we're at 21. And then there would at least be, Nate, how many... Yeah, do you not know how many Final Fantasy games there are, Duncan? <laughs> no, we went from 18 plus 7 to 21. Yeah. All right. Are we talking about <laughs> tactics? Are we gonna? Are we gonna I, I, I said we don't have time for this. We don't have time for this. I mean, Final <laughs> Fantasy 14 is 20 episodes on its own. <laughs> um, leave a comment if you want a Final Fantasy podcast that neither of us want to do. Oh my god. I'm going to do no. it. <laughs> I'll do it by myself. I'll talk to myself. <laughs> we'll we love Final we'll Fantasy, but that's a lot of work. We'll yeah, just call it We'll call it Nate's done. We'll just call it Nate's Final Fantasy. <laughs> oh. It's just, him, it's just him in a room talking to himself. Uh, <laughs> I'll be done uh, podcasting by the time that's done. Yeah, maybe. When, <laughs> when this podcast fails, we'll implement the final solution. Don't wish that. Do the the now, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and that the final solution will be to get followers from the Final Fantasy. Huh. Huh. Uh, well, let's not count our carous before they hatch. Um, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> so we met Miss All Sunday. Yeah, Miss All Sunday is rad. Uh, oh, yeah. She shows up on the ship and is just like, hey, uh, I know who Crocodile is, and I know you know who Crocodile is, so I'm going to help you get there. And it's like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> it's a coup. How the hell did you get here? And also, who the hell are you? And also, you don't tell me what to do, says Luffy. <laughs> <laughs> We do end yeah. up learning that she got there via turtle. Yes. She rode a sick-ass turtle who I wonder if it's friends with Karu. <laughs> and Luffy even points out in one of the uh, one of the panels, he's like, oh, a turtle. That's cool. <laughs> uh, see? Environmental storytelling with turtles. Yeah. A turtle's just a sea duck. <laughs> that's not... That's not... That's a nonsensical nope. statement. We don't yeah. have time! <laughs> we don't have time! <laughs> Think about, right, what, think about what ducks do and what turtles do. Ducks sit and waddle around on ponds, and then they kind of fly sometimes. And then turtles, they sit and waddle around in the Why sea do we humor and kind of walk sometimes. Why do we let you talk? Get out of here. <laughs> I keep saying it. We don't have don't time, have John. And they're rad surfer bros. They're rad surfer bros. Um... Uh, but before she starts riding off on her turtle into the sunset, she has some kind of power. Like they, but we don't see what it is because Usopp and Sanji have her like surrounded. Maybe it's Usopp and Zoro. I forget. But then out of nowhere, they're like they just get fucking knocked down the banister. Uh, but we don't see how she does it. All we know, it doesn't look like she moves. And then one of the straw hats is like, "Oh, so she's a fruit user." And I'm just like, "Yeah, but what is it? A fruiser? <laughs> like, is it gravity? I thought it was gravity." Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. That would be wild. Um, grav, grav, fruit. The grav, grav, fruit. I don't know. Um, we, we don't get a clear look at it, and it's not explained. All we know is that she definitely has it. The uh, Newton fruit. And they, she <laughs> gives fruit. them... Doesn't she give them... So they have the log post from Igraram uh, that's the permanent... Right? Didn't he give them the permanent log post to Arabasta? Or no, he took it for himself, didn't he? 
because they, they, were... they got they got something to the next island. I got well, a little the, bit confused in those couple of panels. I reread them, yeah. and I, I didn't really fully follow. I I want to say Igram took the permanent one because he was going to run back quickly, and Luffy or some someone was like, "Hey, our log post is done, so we're just moving on to the next island." And it's only relevant here because Miss All Sunday's like, "Here, I'll give you a permanent log pose to Arabasta," and Luffy takes it and crushes it and goes, "You don't set the course here, I do." Which I thought was a really cool moment of just like, yo, this is my ship, like, and I'm in charge here, not you. That's fair. Uh, and they do discuss how it could have been a trap, which is totally viable. It also could have been a trap, but then when they're like, yeah, we're going to Little Garden and Miss All Sunday's just like, good luck. <laughs> like, she's like, yeah, that's a death trap waiting to happen. So, you know, best of luck to you, I guess. But they didn't want her help, so she's like, sweet, I'm going to get on my sick-ass turtle and surf away. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty cool turtle. It's got a hat. Pretty cool turtle. Um, in terms of, in cool. terms of power scaling, though, like, Miss All Sunday, um, I don't, again, we couldn't really figure out, like, what would the equivalent be of the female Baroque Works characters, like, counting, counting down-wise, and the closer to zero, the more powerful you are. Uh, but she's the only one who has, like, an adjective in her name like all sunday instead of just sunday that so, might be the best day i don't know well they also described her as the vice president and of the vice commander com- uh, supreme commander supreme commander slash vice president yeah that's yep. what it was oh okay oh well, then all sunday might be the female equivalent yeah she's got to be either like zero or one because it sounds like she's trying to coup and take over Ooh, yeah I, or maybe mr zero is a bastard be- yeah, they, they they might she might just be trying to have fun with them. I mean, if she's so confident in their power and uh, their ability to kill all of them, then why not lead them to the hideout if they're mm-hmm. certainly going to kill them? Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's true. Because uh, you, well, actually, yeah, you would you would want that. You would want them to come out there. And she said she's not on orders, but like. You know, it's going to be an uh, an issue if they don't go there because then they have that knowledge of Mister Zero without going there. Right, and they could spread that. But it's also kind of leads into the trap thing of just like, okay, they know who Mister Zero is, so what's the best way to get rid of them? Bring them to where they need to go and kill them there before they have a chance to spill the beans to anybody. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see where we go next. Um, Speaking of which, uh, how about we? Because that's that's the end of our chapters. That was that was chapter one fourteen. So, uh, yeah. do we want to do some final thought? I feel like I hogged the mic this one, but this was like there wasn't a whole lot going on. Like a lot happened, but not a lot of ground was covered. Yeah, not too mu- like I I was thinking about that too as we were going through it. Like I just I didn't have that much to take away from it. Like don't get me wrong, I had a lot of fun with it. But my thought the entire time was like, I can't wait to see what happens next, not what's going on right now. Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, but th- that'll happen. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's go around unless, uh, Duncan, Nate, you want to throw anything in real quick before we hit final thoughts? Hmm. No, I think I'm, I think I'm pretty good. If you don't mind, I say my final thought. Oh, yeah. By all means, let's get, uh, let's start final thoughts. So, uh. Yeah, I I really liked that this was the uh, entrance to the Grand Line. We got we got a little hint that 
more things are going on in the Grand Line that maybe not, maybe the whole world doesn't know. Different, um, different power scaling, different. I mean, we got political stuff coming in here. A lot going on. I, I really, I really like how uh, everything has changed. I was excited to enter the Grand Line, and I am, uh, I have not been let down. Yeah, we are going to get some political uh, coups and sabotage coming up. I just, I can't wait. I can't wait. There's nothing like reading about political overthrows in a manga. Gotta love it. It's always satisfying. Yeah. All right. Whoever wants to do their next uh, final thought, go ahead. Okay. Um, My final thoughts uh, were a lot, very similar to what Nate said. I think this is a great entrance into the Grand Line. And I liked the introduction of all the new characters, and we're just learning kind of more about the universe in general outside of the East Blue. Because the East Blue seemed like kind of like its own thing. But now that we've, we're in a totally different area, there's a whole bunch of new people, and there's a lot more complexity to the story now. And I'm excited to continue seeing where it goes. Yeah, I. Uh, it is nice to get out of the East Blue. Uh, it only, All it really does, though, is make me wonder, like, I wonder what the North Blue's like. I wonder what the West Blue is like. You know, how different are the seas from each other? Or are they just like the East Blue? Not a whole lot really going on. Mm, there's the probing thought for things that'll happen later on, I'm sure. Or maybe not. I don't or know. Maybe, maybe not. They're, maybe they're inconsequential. Well, I mean, know. Sanji's from the North Blue, uh, I think is what he said. So uh, He should talk about that more. Uh, he should. Um, yeah. All right, yeah. Um, so, I mean... As everybody agrees, like, I had fun with this um, for the majority of the time. I was just wondering, like, what's going to happen next? Because, like, now I'm in this mindset of I want them to fight big bads all the time. And I know that if that was reality, I probably would like it less. Like, we have to have a little bit of uh, the less meaningful arcs. Um, And I think what we came away from here is, like, seeing the damage that Miss All Sunday can do. um, That... I think was the big takeaway as far as big bads go. Um, I'm sure like that's the scaling you're looking for there, but uh, I would love to see more uh, drunk on food. Luffy. Um, I really <laughs> yeah. enjoyed that character and that's about it for me. Uh, he's such a dumbass. He's such a dumbass. <laughs> All right. Well, and my final thoughts aren't very much different from anybody's other than I'm super excited to uh, see what's coming next. Uh, I always enjoy reading this, um, and going back through it is a ton of fun. Uh, and I can't wait to see. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see if um, what what the what you know what's coming up with VV and Karu and Miss All Sunday, and then when they make it to Arabasta or Alabasta, whatever. Yep, it's another right. it's another Funimationism. I have one yeah. final thought, one extra final thought, John. VV or Nami? Oh no, that's a solid question, Duncan. I'm actually glad you uh, glad you mentioned that because I think Nami is more of a um, main character as far as women goes, and I think Miss All Sunday is more of a one time side character as far as women goes. You mean if Vivi? you catch my drift? You mean Vivi? You mean Vivi? Wait, did you say Vivi? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. said Vivi. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, my bad. I was I'm looking at a picture of Miss All Sunday, so uh, I made that mistake there. Um, All right, so he entered a third combatant without anybody. Yeah, else. I know. 
<laughs> okay, so we have and Nami wins. All right, Nami wins. That's you could have just a challenger has entered the fray. <laughs> hmm. I could. Yeah. Anyway, all right, guys. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Next time, uh, we cover One Piece is going to be June nineteenth. The next episode's coming at you, and. We are going to be reading chapters 115 through 154. A uh, bit of a bigger chunk, but we're covering Little Garden and Drum Island. Uh, they kind of go hand in hand with each other, and they are the setup to what ultimately becomes the Arabasta arc. So we want to get these, um, we want to get these out of the way. And on their own, they're just a little too short to justify it. So together. Uh, We'll get it done. So yeah, June 19th, chapters 115 to 154. Thank you everyone so much for listening. Fellas, thank you for coming and sharing your thoughts. Again, sorry I kind of hogged the mic a little bit today, but next time there will definitely be more uh, stuff happening for roundtable discussion to occur. I felt like I went just kind of through the timeline again, but we'll work on it. <laughs> so all right everyone thanks again for listening uh follow us on facebook at that one time we read manga check us out on spotify same name and apple podcasts otherwise we'll see y'all later bye everybody bye i sliced your boogers in two gross